Pop quiz. What is the subject of the First Amendment proposed to the Constitution as part of what would become the Bill of Rights? And here's a hint. It has nothing to do with speech or religion. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the cold, this is the losing your voice after multiple days of coughing. The essential stuff in between. The personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. So, by now you're scratching your head. Because it has always just seemed a given that the founders knew the First Amendment was so important that they made it the very first one. Even political scientists agree that First Amendment considerations tend to trump other enumerated rights in a civil liberties context. Which is a fancy way of saying, heck yeah, it's the most important one. Except that our First Amendment was not the first proposed amendment. It wasn't even second. But let's go back. The Constitution has been approved by the Constitutional Convention on September 17, 1787, although it isn't even close to a unanimous vote. Only 39 of 55 total delegates actually signed the document, with most of those refusing to do so because of the lack of a Bill of Rights. This foreshadows the fight for ratification in the new states, which is not only difficult, but an exceptionally close call. In fact, the New York vote tally is 34-27 against, which means that three votes could have changed the outcome in that state. Virginia and New Hampshire both have 10 vote margins of victory, when Rhode Island finally gets its act together, its margin of passage is two votes. The entire ratification of the Constitution can be attributed to the votes of less than 30 people. The main sticking point for the naysayers is the lack of a Bill of Rights, and this comes to a head during the Massachusetts Ratification Convention. The Federalists are in favor of ratifying the Constitution as is, but they don't have the votes to do so. The Anti-Federalists want to propose changes back to the Constitutional Convention, but the Federalists won't agree. Finally, two heavyweight Anti-Federalist critics of the new Constitution, John Hancock and Samuel Adams, strike a deal with the Federalists. They agree to ratify on the condition that the Federalists support a resolution to the new Congress calling for a Bill of Rights. This becomes known as the Massachusetts Compromise and it breaks the logjam in the ratification process as other states follow the same pattern. They ratify, and then they start sending helpful suggestions to the new Congress, since a Bill of Rights has been largely promised. Representative James Madison, once a staunch opponent of a Bill of Rights, turns the proposals from the states into a draft of, depending on how you look at it, 9 to 20 amendments that he then presents to the House of Representatives. The House cuts a few things, like a longer director's cut of the preamble that includes some of the Declaration of Independence. And they tighten that baby up to 17 amendments. The Senate takes a hacksaw to it and cuts the proposal down to 12 amendments. And after some back and forth to reconcile things, it is these 12 amendments that President Washington formally sends to the states for ratification in October of 1787. Our beloved First Amendment? It's third on the list. Heck, it was fourth on Madison's list, which, to be fair, was basically the first eight amendments shoehorned into one giant multi-paragraph monster. 
So what happened to the first two proposed amendments? Well, they weren't ratified with the rest of the Bill of Rights. They were initially rejected by enough states to not make the threshold. The First Amendment proposal has to do with how to apportion representation in the House of Representatives, and it reads like installation instructions for a dishwasher. It's unclear why it didn't pass, but even trying to explain it is a bit much. Just know this. Had it been ratified, we may now have over 6,000 representatives in the United States House of Representatives. The second proposed amendment has to do with congressional pay raises, requiring an intervening election before they can go into effect. Don't like that your representatives voted themselves pay raises? Vote the bums out before they can collect. It sounds like a pretty solid idea. So why did it fail? Well, it didn't. Most amendments come with a time limit of seven years for ratification, but it's not a constitutional requirement. Madison's proposal, as adopted by Congress, had no such expiration. In 1982, a Texas college sophomore named Gregory Watson made the argument that the amendment proposal was very much still in play in a term paper for a government class. He received a C on the paper, but he began a determined campaign to push for the ratification of the amendment, and it worked. The second proposed amendment may not have ratified with the other amendments that became the Bill of Rights, but it did eventually get ratification of three-fourths of the states in 1992, over 200 years after it was first proposed. Our 27th Amendment, the latest one to date, is actually the earliest amendment proposed of all that have been ratified. So our First Amendment was actually the First Congress's Third Amendment, and our second is their fourth, and their second is now our 27th. Who's on first? Oh, and speaking of belated approval, in 2017, the University of Texas officially changed the letter grade of Gregory Watson's term paper to an A. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to send me some home cures for a scratchy throat and a missing voice? Drop me a note. The address is yell at AmericanEsoterica.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless America. <laughs>